Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi everyone, it's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Living life as a gringo Where you question where you fit And every time you mingle They say you do this with not enough that My rapping is really bad <laughs> This life as a gringo Yes, man, welcome to another episode of Life as a Gringo I am Dramos, of course Big shout out to everybody that's been tuning in, man We've been getting a lot of love in the last couple episodes So thank y'all so much, all our new listeners on here i really do appreciate you and of course i appreciate the ogs who've been with me since day one on this whole ride if this is your first time tuning in of course this is a podcast for those of us who live in this gray area right maybe your spanish is trash like mine maybe you never quite fit in with your family back uh, on the native land but also when you're you're back home where you grew up um your friends might make fun of you because your house smells a little different or your parents got an accent or they listen to uh some different kinds of music than uh, the normal kids in the neighborhood's parents do. So if that's you, if you're like me, this is the podcast for you. Now, the topic for today's show, man, um, this one is probably going to get me in a little bit of trouble. So mom and dad, if you guys are listening to this one, you should probably tune out. I don't think you want to hear uh, this episode. I've already been pre-warned by my girl for this episode. That this is, uh, this is a topic that she is not interested in hearing me talk about. So she will not be tuning into this episode. And what is the topic that could uh, have my parents and girlfriend in a stir? Well, I wanted to talk about hoe phases. Yes, hoe phases. And listen, I know some people I was hearing this feedback when I was asking uh, questions from my IG followers. Hoe phase doesn't necessarily just mean like when you're out there being a player and doing all those kinds of things. I'm also encompassing it into like your party phase, your single phase, maybe like your dating phase. Um, it doesn't just have to mean sex. I mean, when I talk whole phase, I'm just kind of having fun with it. But it really, for me, just means like the time you were out here single, meeting people, dating, uh, living it up, not really worrying about settling down, all that good stuff. And even though it is um, a bit of a joke when I say whole phase, I also think that this is an incredibly crucial part of anybody's adult life as you ascend into adulthood and settling down in your life. It's my opinion that this whole phase is incredibly necessary I know I personally definitely went through this phase and I'll get into it and kind of get into the mindset that I was in while I was doing it, as well as kind of where I was when I decided to 
end this certain phase of my life and kind of move on to the next chapter of, of my life and, and where I wanted to be and what I wanted my future to look like. So we'll get into all that specifically, my own hope phase. I'll, of course, get some help from uh, my followers on Instagram with our Ask a Gringo segment, and we'll get into all that stuff. But first, let's start the show with like more of a deep dive into uh, my own connection to this particular topic. Uh, and also what the experts are saying into. We're going to do a little deep dive in a segment that we call For the People in the Back. Say it louder for the people in the back. So this is confession time. I'd be lying to you if I said I did not go through a pretty extended hoe phase, okay? And I'd like to clarify first and foremost, personally, I have never cheated on a girlfriend before, but I have definitely been guilty of enjoying myself a lot when I was single. And while I'm not necessarily proud of all of it, I also just think it was an incredibly necessary time period of my life in order for me to get to the place that I'm at right now. And I've heard from many women and men before when you talk about like body counts and things like that, where they're just like, oh, I could never date somebody who slept with this amount of people. And it's like, we all just need to chill a little bit. okay? I've never heard somebody talk about, you know, their single phases. And I had never really judged them when it comes to that kind of stuff. Like anything you did before you got to me is not really my business to judge. And that's the expectation I've had with women when I've gone on dates and I've talked about my past and I've always been very open and honest about it with the people that I've been seriously dating. Because I don't think dating a lot of people when you're single makes you a bad person. I think you should be out there seeing what you like, seeing what you don't like, what kind of qualities you like in a person. And that could be personality-wise as well as sexually. And I will say for me, especially working in the industry that I am in, I think it was it was necessary for me to have like those stupid moments of like living the life of somebody who works in the entertainment industry, living the life of somebody who is a DJ and, and all these different things, getting to travel around and meet different people and all that kind of stuff. Because let's be real, like as somebody who grew up loving music, idolizing different musicians, like a part of you always heard like those rock star stories and, and you kind of always wanted to experience it, you know, and it's not until you start experiencing it and being involved in that world that you start realizing it's really not all that you thought it would be. But I would have never known that had I have not gotten to experience it. And aside from my own escapades of just being out and young and dumb and, and just having fun. But there is also some some data here to, to back me up. So I found this article on, uh, on Business Insider. It was written by Hillary Hopperwer. And if I, uh, if I butchered your name, I apologize. But she brings up a lot of good points when it comes to millennials that I kind of feel like makes my case a little bit, right? So she has a lot of good tidbits. One of them is uh, millennials are being strategic when it comes to love and it's changing marriage. And when speaking of millennials, just for clarification, we're talking about people born between 1981 and 1996. Uh, she goes on to say millennials tend to fear getting divorced and are financially burdened. So they're marrying later in life as they take time to get to know their partner, accumulate assets and become financially successful. Now, when I bring this up, notice the part about taking their time, right? We have the luxury that our parents did not have. Like a lot of our parents, I think my mom mentioned this in the first episode, but talked about my grandmother, right? She got married when she was 17 and then had my mother when she was 18, you know, so she really had no experience outside of my grandfather. And sadly, that led to a divorce later on in life. So our generation and we have like the luxury of being able to take our time. We're not rushing into marriage. 
We don't feel like we have to get married to leave the house because that is what you hear a lot of people talk about from the previous generations is that like marriage was like their way of being able to get out of the house, being able to get out of the parents' house. Only way to get out of it, especially for women, was getting married. And that's just not the norm anymore. Many people live on their own, have roommates, whatever the case would be. That's just kind of the norm these days. And what's interesting about this, which I feel like kind of supports my uh, my thesis on a whole phase being necessary, it says that uh, millennials are driving what experts have estimated is a 24% decline in the U.S. divorce rate since the 1980s. Many millennials feel breakups and are taking more time to find the right partner and to avoid an unstable marriage. And of course, finding the right partner means, you know, kissing a lot of frogs, so to speak. Going on dates, being single, allowing yourself to just experience and enjoy life. And a part of that is the hookup culture. A part of that is dating around, meeting different people, understanding what you like, and not just kind of jumping into things. I feel like our generation is refusing to do that. Like the median age of a first marriage in the U.S. is now 27 for women and 29 for men. And those who have found the right partner are also waiting longer in their relationships to get married, an average of almost five years, people are saying. So to gather from that, I mean, it's obvious that our generation and the younger generation even are understanding there is no rush, are understanding the value in taking time to get yourself set up, to get your life set up in a way that you want and understand the heaviness of meeting and marrying somebody and understanding that you don't really know what you want until you've had you know some different life experiences and some different relationships. Now, what's interesting about all this as I was going through data, this was a real shocker to me because you hear so much that, you know, this generation doesn't care about love. All they care about is sex. Like we hear that all the time. You hear, uh, you know, a lot of uh, angry single women like men these days, all they care about is fucking. They don't care about finding love. And you hear all these different notions. The irony is here. The statistics are showing that the generation before mine, Generation X, which is anybody that was born before 1965 to 1980, they're actually saying they had more sex than our generation, than my generation. So on average, a Generation X female has had 10.1 partners. And on average, a male from Generation X has had 16.1 partners which is not much more than my generation, but it still is shocking, especially when you hear the stereotypes of, of dating apps and all these different things. The internet is ruining all of us. Social media is ruining all of us, which I do stand by my previous statements about social media possibly leading you to more hookup culture and or cheating. But the numbers do show our generation is not, I guess, fucking <laughs> as much as, uh, as the previous generation, which I think would be shocking for a lot of people to hear, especially because, like I mentioned, everybody always likes to say our generation is kind of like rotting away because of technology. So there are multiple theories on why this is happening. I mean, one theory uh, that I saw in the Washington Post said um, this generation brought attention to the idea of friends with benefits, that our generation is actually having sex within a smaller circle of people, which basically means like we're having like a lot of repeat offenders in the bedroom. I still find this statistic incredibly hard to believe when you think about kind of hookup culture and how normal it is for our generation. But I also think people just look for any excuse to shit on millennials whenever they can. Like, your generation knows nothing about hard work. Your generation knows nothing about settling down. Your generation is, insert whatever terrible thing they want to say about us. And I'm not gonna lie, to be real, when I first read this, I was kind of like, oh shit, like, is my whole point that I was trying to make about a whole phase being necessary, did it just implode on me when it comes to the numbers? And maybe some people will interpret it that way. For me, I kind of looked at it as people are having like a single phase, right? So instead of maybe hooking up with a lot of random people, 
They're hooking up with a lot of the same people, but just in a casual way. They're not getting tied down to labels and being exclusive. They're kind of just like hooking up with the same circle of people, but also just kind of doing their thing, which I'm not trying to you know, pat myself on the back too much, but I think that it, it does uh, prove my point a little bit. The articles also go on to kind of say we're a little bit more educated when it comes to sex. We're a little bit more cautious. I mean, things like STDs, uh, unplanned pregnancies, our generation uh, is a little bit more educated when it comes to sex, thus uh, far more cautious. Now, with that said, Y'all have heard my opinion for kind of the first half of the show. So now I want to give y'all a chance to have your opinion heard. I'm curious to see what other people think about this, where you land uh, when it comes to hoe faces and, uh, and their necessity or lack thereof. So we'll get into all that. We'll get into people's responses. I also did a poll, so I'll reveal the results of that in our segment that we call Ask a Gringo. But before we do that, let's uh, take a quick break and we'll be right back. I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling. And it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together, and that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi, I'm Freddie Prince Jr., and on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me, sharing memories and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu Ask a gringo Alright, so I asked my Instagram followers as I always do every single show. I want to get your feedback. I want you to be a part of the show. At uh, DJ Dramos on Instagram if you want to join in on the conversations. I usually post them to my Instagram stories. But with this one, I asked my followers. Uh, I did a poll, actually. I, I did a poll asking, do you think... A hoe slash party phase is necessary before you settle down. And lo and behold, overwhelmingly, 
Y'all agree with me that yes, it is necessary. Actually, 72% of you guys agreed with me that a hoe phase is absolutely necessary. So I'm glad to hear I'm not far off on that one because y'all threw me off when it came to the social media one. So we back on track now. I feel like I could read, uh, read the audience a little bit more. Um, and then um, and then I did two more things on here, right? So I, uh, I asked another question because I know a lot of people will give their potential partnership based upon uh, you know, their past numbers as far as, you know, sleeping with other people. Or even you'll hear kind of, you know, women or men making rules like, I could never date somebody who slept with this amount of people, right? And for me, that's not really something that I've, I've kept in mind, especially in my like adult life. It's not something I trip on, you know, like we all have a life before we meet one another. And how can I judge you for something that, you know, you did before you met me? You know, it's all about who you are when I meet you and who you are currently. So I do want to put that out there. And I got to say, like, generally speaking, most of y'all said the same kind of thing. I mean, I'm going to kind of read um, at Robert Dilly's uh, answer because it kind of summed up most of the ones that I was getting was you shouldn't be judged for having a hoe phase. And I think that's a pretty simple, easy way to go about it. I mean, listen, I think there's so many things in our lives that we do when we're young, some things that we might not be proud of, some things that were a phase when we were growing up. And I just think you can't judge us based on certain past actions. I mean, obviously, certain things are pretty egregious. But when we're talking about things like dating and, and how many people you've maybe slept with or been with, um, I don't know. I, I Personally, I don't think you can hold that against somebody. You know, I think we all have a, a past. We all have a story. And that story helped us get to be the, the human being that we are today. And I very much believe that when it comes to my own case, you know. So I would never judge somebody in their past. And I'm glad to see that most of y'all are kind of on the same page with that. Now, the other part of this that y'all seem to latch on to was asking me questions. So I asked people to ask, you know, any questions they might have regarding hope phases or my own personal experiences. Uh, and I really enjoyed the questions that I got on here. So I'm going to answer a few of them. Uh, Tej underscore dot X asked, uh, I'm from a traditional strict family. Never had friends with a hope phase. Is hope phase a white thing? I don't think whole phase is a white thing. It feels like everybody that I asked or, or it just seems to be everybody that answered it right away had a remark about it and knew what it was. It, so it seems like it might be a pretty universal thing. Um, maybe you just grew up in a very, very strict household uh, that, man, somehow this this missed you. And maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. I, I hope you're having a healthy dating life. But yeah, I think your your bubble that you grew up in uh, allowed you to escape uh the, I don't know, trials and, and the roller coaster ride of, uh, of a hoe phase. Let me see. At True Lacey asked, is there an age limit to different phases? Um, I, I, I mean, I'm not going to like hold anybody to something because I mean, at the end of the day, it is your life. But what I would say is you do or you should get to a certain point in your life where, you know, you kind of grow out of some of these childish things. I mean, let's be real. I know I don't and I don't think anybody aspires to be the old dude in the club. You know, like I don't want to be that dude who's like partying with people half my age that I can't relate to and like dancing or, or listening to music that I don't really fuck with or that I just don't get just because I want to keep trying to relive my glory days. I think there is something incredibly beautiful about growing up and like that next stage of your life is a lot of fun as well. You know, I mean, obviously going out, getting drunk with your friends every night and kind of living carefree it is incredibly fun. But I would also argue, man, like this phase I'm in in my life right now, like owning a home and having a consistent routine and schedule and being able to just enjoy like a much slower lifestyle is incredibly enjoyable and just as much, if not more enjoyable than like those young, dumb phases that I had before. And also putting my money in the right places and like being able to really enjoy it instead of like burning it on like random dates with women just to hope that I'm like I get to sleep with them, you know what I mean? Or like nights out at the bar for no reason paying, you know, whatever it is, $8 for a, a Budweiser at the bar. 
at mamacita underscore two asked why a male hoe phase takes so long for it to end. Man, um, maybe men just have a little bit less shame about it. You know what I mean? Uh, and I think also, I mean, to be real, men don't have like that biological clock that women have. I mean, obviously, a lot of things have changed, and I don't want that to come across as like um, an incredibly sexist comment or anything. That that's not my my intention. Um, but I mean, there is like this fear when it comes to women and getting to be a certain age that getting pregnant or having a healthy birth does become a little bit more dangerous or questionable, you know, as you start getting older. So I think women, um, unfortunately, bear this burden of like, you know, a clock kind of running down them a little bit, whereas men, we're just kind of out here, you know, what I'm saying like, we're lucky in that way where, where we don't really have to deal with that internal clock per se until we maybe get a little bit older and we got to start worrying about like, you know, uh, not being able to get and like maintain an erection. But I feel like that comes a little later in life um, for men. At junior underscore now underscore ask me. And I'm, I'm thinking this is a breakfast cup reference. because we talked about me having a roommate um, before I bought my house, a roommate in my 30s. He asked, uh, did having a roommate ever affect your whole phase, slow you down, get you blocked? Uh, answer is no. Like I, I had a, a good roommate who was just like the homie. You know what I mean? Like, like granted, there was like more things you got to worry about. Like you would definitely have to like send that text like, Hey, bro, I'm on my way to the house with a girl. Like, stay in your room. You know what I'm saying? Like, that kind of stuff. You might have to, might have to like, give that kind of warning so your roommate isn't on, like, the couch in his underwear, you know what I'm saying, watching wrestling. Um, but, but like, other than that, man, nah, I don't think it changed anything. I think it, it kind of, like, added almost to the experience because it just makes, like, a funnier thing between guy friends. Like, tell me about this girl you brought home. You know what I'm saying? Like, you kind of give each other shit about it. I mean, I don't know. That's just, like, a dumb childish thing. But, yeah, I don't know. It never, it definitely never... Never got in the way, I can tell you that. At Jade underscore Jirani asked, what up, Jade? Um, one of my day ones. She asked, um, as a DJ where the quote unquote party phase is your job, do you think that prolonged the whole phase or got old quicker? Um, this is a really good question. I, I think it definitely prolonged the whole phase because I think that as you start growing in this industry, you get uh, a bigger name or maybe just even like having more connections, you know, uh, more access to like cooler things, you know, it's easy to kind of keep going in on this journey. You know what I'm saying? Like when you're able to now have a table at like the hottest clubs and you're in the DJ booth or you're DJing, like, you know, women in, in those types of environments are automatically going to kind of be drawn to you. And it's easier to kind of get sucked into that whole lifestyle and, and go down that path, you know, if you're if you're not careful. So I think it definitely, you know, made me prolong it just a little bit because it was like every time I unlock this new level of my career, it just seems like, you know, there's more opportunity for like that hookup culture. And 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 to be honest with you, it's insecurity at the end of the day because it's like, oh shit, like the girls that never used to look twice at me like in high school or in college are now like throwing themselves at me. And and like the insecure little kid that, you know, all of that all of us men have in us, like you sometimes get lost in that. You know what I mean? And I'm not proud of that. I don't think it's anything to brag about, but that kind of just is what it is, you know? So I think it was easier for me, given the job that I had and, and the environment that I was constantly finding myself in, yeah, to like really like feed that insecure, you know, kid that was uh, still lingering around inside of me. And it took a, maybe a longer period of time than, than most for me to kind of get get over that and kind of put that, that kid to bed for good. At BG0507 asks, did you have a type during the whole phase or was it equal opportunity? Listen, I'm not proud of this, but let me tell you, it was equal opportunity. It was, it was, you know, whatever girl that I found to be attractive um, and that would come home with me at the end of the night, like 
that was it. It didn't matter if he was blonde, brunette, whatever the case would be. And again, I'm not saying this stuff as somebody who's like proud of these things, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't discriminate. You know what I'm saying? It was like equal opportunity hoage on my, on my end over here. Um, when it came to the, to that hoe phase, you know, in my life. And that's kind of another thing about it because you, you start doing that and you're like, yo, like I kind of wasn't even really attracted to that woman that I took home last night. You know, like it's, it's like, damn, I really just like went and did all this work or, or, or took home this girl um, just to be able to say I took home a girl. You know what I mean? Just for like the pure sport of it, you know. And half the time I tell people this all the time, like half the time it wasn't even like about sex. It was just knowing that I could meet a random stranger at a bar, get her interested enough in me to want to come home with me and have sex with me. Like it wasn't even about the sex itself. Like generally it was probably like mediocre and not very memorable at best most of the time. So it really was just like this game and it became this this whole game, you know, and, and looking back on it now, I'm like, damn, like so glad I'm not involved in that anymore because I'm just like really cheapening the entire experience of like meeting somebody um, and even like just sex itself, like, you know, became like this very secondary thing when it came to that kind of stuff. It wasn't even something that I was necessarily doing for like enjoyment or pleasure. It really was just like trying to feed my ego again, that inner child, man. And last one, one of my friends out here being stupid, at Anthony Ligotti uh, says, I have a friend that says he's past the hoe phase. Is there any chance of a comeback? No, I can unequivocally tell you that this man has retired from the hoe lifestyle that he once uh, embraced. I am not coming back. I am enjoying my new status as a uh, old man hanging out at the house and just relaxing and uh, and not putting more and more miles on my body and waking up in like a disgusted hangover state. Those days are long gone and I couldn't be happy about it. Now, with that said, man, uh, thank you all so much who participated in this segment of the show. Ask a gringo. If you want to be a part of it again, we do the show every Tuesday and Thursdays. So I do this segment for every single show, getting you involved in the show. You want to be a part of it at DJ Dramos and then look out for my Instagram stories. I'll usually start posting uh some of the questions that I want to ask and, and that I want to get some answers for when it comes to the podcast. Now, with that said, man, let's let's wrap everything up over here. Let, let's kind of get to the whole point of this entire conversation that we were having um, with a segment that I call Conclusion Stew. But before we get into that, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling. And it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together, and that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi, I'm Freddie Prince Jr., and on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate, because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me sharing memories, and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. 
For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Time for conclusions. All right. So let's kind of tie everything that we learned and talked about in a nice little neat bow. Now listen, do I still think it's necessary for everybody to go through a whole phase. Yes, absolutely. I think it's incredibly healthy for everybody to go through a whole phase. Now, safely, of course. I mean, I feel like that should go without saying, but just in case, I want to put that disclaimer out there. I mean, to me, like, even just reading the statistics and what the experts say about all this stuff, like, the takeaway for me is, like, it's good to explore your options, right? And to not just rush into settling down with somebody, you know? And exploring your options doesn't necessarily have to mean just, like, sleeping around. It could mean, like, Dating a bunch of people could mean going on a bunch of different dates, meeting different people, being open to meeting people, because you really don't know kind of who's your type or like what kind of vibe you're looking for until you've kind of met a few different people and you can kind of start picking and choosing like, okay, I really like this thing about this person. You know, um, I wish they had this other quality, though. Right. And and also, I would just point out, you can't be too picky. Not everybody's going to have every single thing. But I think going out on some dates and meeting different people and kind of getting a feel for for what's out there allows you to kind of really understand what is incredibly important to you. Like, what are your factors uh, when it comes to a person? Like, there's no settling on. You know what I'm saying? Like, these are concrete, like, cornerstones to a relationship that you cannot move on. And a lot of times you don't know those things until you start meeting other people and you start seeing how other people kind of see the world, you know? And that's, like, the big thing I took away when it came to the stats on, like, millennials and waiting longer to get married, which I think is a beautiful thing. And you're seeing the results. Like, our generation is not getting divorced as often as previous ones. And from what the experts are saying, it's because we're taking a lot more time to figure out what exactly we want in a partner and and not being afraid to kind of be patient until we find that. But also the key is not to hang on too long to this idea of like your hoe phase, your party phase, your single phase, right? Like, like I said, I mean, there is no perfect person out there. And I think you also just have to be intentional when it comes to life in general. And I think dating is, is of course, going to be a part of that. Like, you have to be intentionally kind of thinking to yourself, like, okay, I'm at the point where I'm ready to, to settle down. And not to say there aren't people who meet, like, their future husband or wife, like, during their party phase or whatever. But I think if you've been single for a minute, you've been kind of patient meeting people, you also have to then get serious about, like, it's time for me to settle down. You have to start putting out an energy out there that that shows that you want to settle down. You know what I mean? Like, I think you have to be living a lifestyle that makes sense with that, right? Like, you can't wait until you meet that person to decide that, you know, okay, now I'm going to start changing my lifestyle completely. Like, to me, you should already be kind of moving into that phase of your life and your actions and your hobbies and how you spend your time should be a reflection of kind of this phase that you want to get into in your life if you're at that point where you want to settle down. I mean, like I said before, I do not want to be the old dude at the club trying to relive his glory days for as long as humanly possible. Like, nah, I don't want that. I want to be able to enjoy 
other aspects of life. I mean, because I'll be I'll be all the way real. Like what what really got me kind of like, okay, I think it's time to to hang it up. Like I know that I started to notice that like I couldn't even go out and enjoy hanging out with my friends anymore because like if I went to a bar with them, we would maybe like grab a drink together, hang out for a little bit. But like the rest of the night would be like us splitting up, wandering around the bar and and trying to meet a girl. And then like if I didn't pick up a girl at the bar, like I felt like my whole night was a failure. Like I literally felt bad about myself. Like I couldn't pick up a girl and, and I couldn't like find a girl that was into me enough to want to come home with me. Like I started to view and I'm not proud of this, by the way, like this is something that I, I kind of just want to like put out there to be very honest and very transparent about just the evolution of my growth as a man. But like I definitely started to view every woman that I met as like a potential hookup rather than like actually a person. And again, that's not something that I'm proud of. I don't want to look at women as an object. You know, I want to see them as the human beings that they are. But that was just where my mind was. If you were an attractive woman, my first inclination was how can I, you know, flirt with you and get your attention in that way. And that's just a really exhausting and just just terrible way to be as a man. I mean, it's so demeaning to look at a person as just like this potential hookup object. And and in general, I think all this just becomes a distraction. You know what I mean? Like not having something consistent to lean on during the good and bad times, man, like your mind just ends up everywhere. I know for me, like I'm having probably one of the best years of my life, you know, um, in my career, my personal life. And a lot of that, I have to give thanks to my girlfriend, you know, and not necessarily something she's like intentionally doing for me, even though she does do so much for me you know, helping me out with my busy schedule and like helping out with the house and all these different things. But just having that person there, right, to like be there with you, like I said, through all the ups and downs and like that consistent person in your life. Like I know, okay, you know, when I finish up work, I'm gonna call my girl, you know what I mean? Or when I finish up work, I'm gonna go downstairs and like end my night watching a movie with my girl. Like all that kind of stuff like mentally brings me into such a good place, you know, like my life is pretty chaotic as it is, especially when it comes to my career and my schedule. And and being in a relationship for me gives me this incredible stability that allows me to really just like escape it all, you know, especially with how stressful a lot of things that I do and like time consuming they are. Having that consistent relationship to kind of just be like, oof, okay, I can like relax, you know what I mean? I don't have to put on a show for somebody. I can go take a nice walk around the block with my dog and my girl and like everything in the world just feels right. Like that's something I wasn't getting when I was out here in these bars, you know, like I wasn't taking the time to like, to get myself together. You know what I mean? I wasn't like, if I had a free Friday or Saturday night off, man, I would like hit up my friends, yo, let's go to the bar. And it would just be like another exhausting night on top of an already exhausting week. You know what I'm saying? Like my summers were spent every night, every free moment partying down like the Jersey Shore or something, you know? And like, while it's fun, I have so many great memories. At the same time, it's like, man, I wasn't taking care of myself. And I think when you truly find somebody, when you find that relationship, you realize, man, just how much like, how much better that is than the life that you were living before. You know, like I'm definitely, I know before I said uh, I'm having as much fun, if not more, I'm definitely having far more fun being more settled down in a relationship, having this like consistency that I can depend on from somebody um, than I was when I was just running around recklessly, you know? And not to say those weren't fun times, those weren't good times that I'm appreciative of the times I, I got to spend with my friends and just being young and, and dumb. Um, there's nothing like having somebody that's there by your side that has your back at all times uh, and and it's just that consistent rock for you. And 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 to kind of just tie every single thing together, I would have never gotten to that place where I was able to truly appreciate having that consistency without having gone through that phase of my life where I was just absolutely reckless out here in these streets. You know what I'm saying? Like now I know what that life has to offer and I know for a fact 
it is not what I want for myself. And it's because I got to experience it firsthand that I know exactly what it is. And I know that it is not what I want whatsoever. And that's been like the theme of it all. You know, I think being able to go out there in your single phase, your party phase, your hoe phase, if you will, allows you to figure out exactly what you do like and what you don't like. And that's just my opinion. But the experts also kind of agree with me on this one. So, you know, humble brag over there. But man, with that said, thank you all so much for tuning into another episode and being involved in it. Um, I just want to use this platform to talk on so many different things. You know, some episodes might be fun and lighthearted. Other ones, man, we're going to talk about real things that are really affecting our communities. So I welcome you all to come along for the journey with me. And thank you to everybody who's been doing so thus far. Man, that's it. Another episode on Thursday. I'll talk to y'all then. Everybody be safe. Peace. Life as a Gringo is a production of the Michael Tura Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi, everyone. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.